everybody, welcome back. We're on episode six of Everything Sucks, a Gay Girl's Guide. I'm Lisa Kennedy. And I'm Bailey Sanders. And today we're talking about, oh, we're more than halfway through season <laughs> one. And it's the only season out right now. Uh, but things are getting really real for these characters. Really real. All the characters know each other now. And we know all the characters. And we know all the characters. And their relationships are developing quickly. I think from here on out, we're mm-hmm. going to start seeing some snowballing. And this episode is another episode where there's two storylines happening that bounce around a lot. So we're going to talk about them separately. We have Ken and Sherry again. And Luke and Kate again in in separate separate plot separate lines. scenarios. <laughs> This rela- let's talk. Can we talk about the two relationships between Kate and Luke and Ken and Sherry? Because they're this show does this a lot. They juxtapose Ken and Sherry's relationship with Luke and Kate's as opposite each other. Oftentimes, mm-hmm. because Ken and Sherry are the only two adults. Other than Stargrove on the show. But he doesn't really count. And Stargrove's like a side character. Although we love him, he doesn't have a, like a storyline. And Kate and Luke, the show is pretty much, it's all about their friendship. And it's all about their parents coming together, maybe. And and how these two relationships are just these kids finding themselves and mm-hmm. these adults finding each other. And, and in this episode, we see... Ken and Sherry do f- finally confront feeling their feelings for each other. And Luke and Kate have to confront something else entirely. Something else. Uh, and well, and so in the last episode, we saw Luke says banana slug, which is the code word for I like, uh, I'm falling in love with Kate. He doesn't say it to her, though. No. And Kate in the last episode is... I think she's pretty much decided that she's a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Well, not decided. Well, she's sure. She's, she seems sure. Yeah. But we we don't know that she's fully decided. If you think it's a decision. Either way. I think that for, for her, it's... it's She's pretty sure she's... She definitely doesn't want Luke. Yeah. At least. The one interaction she had with Emmeline in the dressing room, it seems... She seems really smitten. So this episode is a continuation of those relationships. Ken finally asks out Sherry. And Luke is having to deal with his feelings for Kate. And we see how he decides to deal with them. Yep. But first we're going to talk about Ken and Sherry. Uh, their first scene is... At the school. Right? But Sherry like pulls up to the school, which I guess is where they were going to meet for their date, which I guess makes sense because Ken's the principal, but all right. And (laughs) you can't see Ken anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And so Sherry, like, gets out of her car and is, like, looking around, and then all of a sudden Ken just pops up, like, on the side of the building, and he's just trying to be very, like, inconspicuous. In the most conspicuous way possible. And he's like, Sherry. And calls... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and oh, there's nobody right there. there there's yeah. nobody in the parking lot there's no like pedestrians like there's literally nothing going on yeah in this parking lot but he's just trying to be super sneaky and he calls her over to his car which is parked on the side of the building in the his car's parked in the parking lot and 
He asked, he had her go park in the front of the school. Yeah. <laughs> like where you drop off your kids. She's just parked there. She follows him around to the parking lot, gets in the car, and then she's like, all right, what are we doing? Where are we going? <laughs> and Ken's just like, I thought we'd stay here, which is weird. And But Sherry's on board with it. She's like, all right. So she just stops putting her seatbelt on. And it's like, "Where? what's okay? What's the hat? What's <laughs> Paps, what are we doing? And Ken... Ken is is trying his hardest to be, like, cool and and to <laughs> continue the good times they had on their date before, which involved him doing something wrong. Doing something that he always wanted to do that was wrong. So he decides to continue that theme, and he said... That he confiscated some weed. <laughs> Contraband. Contraband. He says, he just is like, Sherry, I want to get high with you. And, and Sherry is just here for it. She is just <laughs> like, yes, we're doing it. Like, okay. I haven't been high since, I don't know how long it's been for her. <laughs> but then he says it's the first time that he's ever done it. And she just, she's very supportive. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, and she she has to roll the the joint for him, and because he doesn't know what he's doing, <laughs> he's never done it before. Yeah, she's like shocked that he's never done it before, and he's so innocent about it. She's she she's like, you stole weed from a student, <laughs> and Ken's like, I confiscated it, which he. He's basically, he stole it. It's confiscated it if you gave it to, like, the authority after. <laughs> He's smoking it. You stole that, Ken. For Ooh. your own benefit. Ooh. This is the 90s. It's still very illegal to smoke weed. Mm -hmm. To have weed. But here they are in a school parking lot, and they don't leave to smoke. They don't go to yeah. a park or, like, yeah, they don't. somebody's house. Like, nobody's home. Yeah. They're the adults. Like, why not they just go, go somewhere else? But no, they decide to stay in the parking lot of the school, but they do get out of the car. They get out, and they sit next to the car, and they're... <laughs> They're, they smoke it outside of the car next to it. Why? Why did they do this? Why did they... On their second date, Ken is like, let's smoke weed. Let me tell you, the first time I smoked weed, it was not a pretty sight. I would not want to be on a date with somebody after smoking weed. And I wouldn't have been nearly as cool as Ken is in nope. this moment. Like, he, he obviously doesn't get high enough. And she uses another... Example of Sherry being way cooler than Ken. Way cooler. In every possible way. He doesn't even know how to hold the joint. <laughs> or breathe. Like, or or, or smoke it. Yeah, like, don't, don't push it out yet. Don't ex She's teaching him how to smoke a joint. <laughs> they're like kids. They're, they're like rediscovering their youth right now. This is great. And we find out a little bit about her relationship with her ex-husband or... Luke's dad. I don't know if actually know if they were married. Okay, well, he wears a ring in one of the videos. He kind of plays with it. Mm. So we can assume. And she says that she learned about smoking weed from this guy. And we find out a little bit about her, why she is a flight attendant, and, and what she really wanted out of her life. And it's just that she likes the idea of, like, flying away mm -hmm. and not being in boring Oregon. <laughs> I guess. Does she say it's his idea? It was Leroy's idea? To move to Boring, yeah. 
What? Which is interesting because he hated he it. Hated it. Well, and she she says Leroy is not the dad Luke deserves, and and he's a terrible person. So we get the sense that. Leroy is really the deadbeat dad that Luke described him as in the first episode. Yeah, and it wasn't just teenage angst or, like, just teenage emotion. Like, he really did believe that his dad was a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And Luke is still watching the videos, too, that his dad made. The mm-hmm. video diaries. Oh, this scene. It's one of my favorite Ken Messner moments <laughs> yeah. right now. So they smoke weed in the parking lot, and then naturally what happens when you get high, you get the munchies. So many munchies. And they go into the school to the vending machine. And I think this is the 90s reference of the episode, uh, at least for Ken and Sherry. In the vending machine is a bag of pizzeria chips. Pizzerias. And bugles. And bugles. <laughs> and... Just everything in the in the vending machine right now is just Abba very Abba. 90s. <laughs> yeah. And Ken... He's trying to in. buy a bag of uh, Cool Ranch Doritos, and it gets stuck yeah. in, the, in the machine, and it's just the worst thing that could have ever happened to him in that moment. You can see on his... He's he, panicking. Yeah, him and Sherry both are like... When she says I'm dying and she has to say you're not dying we just have the munchies and I'm dying too and I need this food and Ken is like actually I'm the principal and I have the keys so they open the, the vending machine to get his Doritos out and end up taking a lot more than just the Doritos yeah they take so they, they take like one of everything meal. they t- and, this and then is, they just run down the hall. They leave it open. This is the moment for me. I'm like, Ken, <laughs> you're making dude. a mess. You you run this school. What are you doing? Is there no superintendent here? Like, does the buck stop at you, Ken? Uh, so they get the munchies. They, they run off to the gymnasium where the science fair from mm-hmm. the last episode has been is up. There's still stuff up from the science fair. And Sherry just starts tripping (laughs) about Isaac Newton's gravity discovery. Yeah, (laughs) she she says her theory is that Isaac Newton had to have been high when he came up with that. And Ken geeks out quite a bit about Isaac Newton. Yeah. Talking about, like, how smart he was and wishing that he was smart. And Sherry says that she doesn't. And they're just having a great time. She says that she thinks it'd be lonely being that smart. Yeah. And that's 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 what this is. This date, their relationship, Ken and Sherry are both really lonely people. And they have their kids, but they don't have any adult connection. And then this happens. They go, like, Ken sees, or Sherry sees the swimming pool sign in the gym. And she goes, and she drags Ken to the swimming pool, and they decide to take take a swim. This it's is no big deal. They another just... great date. Like they got high. They, they had they, the munchies. They, had the munchies they played dinner, tennis, and 
now they're taking a swim in the pool, which is like every, I think every kid sort of had that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's break into... I actually did that after, after I graduated high school. We climbed the fence, and me and my friends, and we jumped into the swimming pool, and the cops came eventually. But, yeah, every kid's been like, let's break into this swimming pool and swim at night. And they do it. And then they get out of the pool, and they're just talking mm-hmm. again, right? And they start making out hardcore hardcore ken and sherry are finally happening for the we've been waiting for this moment it's episode six we've been waiting since episode two for ken and sherry to finally Mm -hmm. just hook up and they're doing it and what happens another 90s thing oh pager goes off (laughs) pager goes off And if you don't know Which is the worst, because it's not like cell phones now, where, like, if your cell phone goes off, you look at it and you know what the person's trying to tell you, Mm -hmm. and you can just be like, okay, I'm gonna deal with that later, but a pager literally just sends you, like, somebody's phone phone number, number. and sometimes, um, like, maybe newer, not newer, but, like, sometimes there's advanced pagers, there's, like, a very brief message, but it's not, like, 140 characters, it's, like, three characters that you can send Mm -hmm. or something. And Ken clearly, but he doesn't... He's making out with her, with Sherry, and he hears his pager going off, and he's trying to ignore it. He's trying to be irresponsible, but he's like... He can't. I can't. My pager's going off. I have to find a phone. Because you couldn't just... You had to look at your pager, find the phone number, and then call it back. Yeah. The page... The page what, like, it was a nice stepping stone Yeah. into, into, into cell phones yeah. and the communication devices we have now. Uh, well, without the pager, he, Kate might have never mm-hmm. gotten a hold of Ken. Uh, which you find, we'll tell talk about that later, why she needed to get a hold of Ken. Unfortunately, this is where the date ends. Yeah. Kate, uh, or uh, Ken and Sherry don't get it on. They make out a bunch, and he has to leave. And it's just, like, such a fun and awkward first kiss, because they don't know what they're doing. We get the sense it's been quite a while for the both of them. <laughs> Really? Yeah. yeah. They didn't they have both, They have no idea. No harmony. Like <laughs> they just had to meet people the old-fashioned way. Which sounds terrible. Well, yeah. It sounds like they've both been on and had some pretty bad experiences. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ken's was so bad they teepeed his last <laughs> one, and hers are just like terrible meetings and on airplanes, and that's. That's it for Ken and Sherry. That's, that's Ken and Sherry's what portion happen, of the episode. What's going to happen after, like, next episode is what I want to know. I just really like seeing their relationship develop because they're so different, but they have so many different things in common. And I think they really start to learn, like, a lot from each other. Oh, absolutely. We do find that Ken's... We don't see Sherry so much, but we find that Ken's parenting style is affected by Sherry. Yeah. I think. We see that in this episode, I think. In this episode? Yeah. After the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We see it later on when Ken we'll, shows we'll, up. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> oh. Now let's talk about the kids. All right. So how does this episode start? episode starts and Luke is in a really big hurry to get somewhere. We're not sure where. On his He's on his bike. We assume he's going to school. It's really early. Is it is very. It's, it's like, still kind of dark outside. The sun's not up. He's biking far to get to this record store. Yes. Yeah. 
And, we and there's a line at the record store, and he stands in the line, but we don't really know for what. Yeah. But he seems very excited about it. He went really far out of his way to do whatever he's doing here. <laughs> it looks like he's leaving with, like, an envelope. And he looks really excited for the prospect of whatever he's just mm-hmm. got from this record store. He's very proud of himself. And and then... Uh, I, I'm i proud of him, too. Yeah. There's a, a bold move. Yeah, this kid has some ingenuity. Some really... He's really good at, at bold gestures... And it, doing things for other people. Like, Luke is that person. He Absolutely. does so much for his mom. And he does so much for his friends. He does so much for himself. Luke is who I want to be. <laughs> I relate to him a lot. And actually, Luke and Kate. Like, I want to be... I wish I was more like Kate in high school. And I wish I was more like Luke in high school. Mm. But I think I'm a little... like I'm envious of Luke's, like, confidence and his just, like, unabashed, just... This is who I am. This is what I want. Here we go. Yeah, Luke is multidimensional mm-hmm. as far as a character goes, but he's also, at his core, he's always trying so hard. And that's something that's so admirable that I think that's what everyone likes in Luke, that he doesn't stop caring for people and trying for people. I want to be you, Luke. You're 14, and I look up to you. <laughs> uh, so, the next scene we have is them... This is looks like they're on set. We see the first... It's the first time we get to see anything about their alien invasion movie. And it's just... It's a wonderful first oh, look. This is my Tylerism for the episode. Tyler has had these pants... Oh, for, we've seen these pants a couple of times, but I wanted to wait till this episode to talk about it because we don't really get any other Tyler moments in this episode. They're like leopard striped, they are, tiger striped pants. It's like zebra striped gum. If zebra striped gum <laughs> made a pair of, and I don't even want to call them pants, Lisa, because I don't really know if they're pants. <laughs> what but, are they? They're like pajama pants they're or just, something. They're amazing and pants. Tyler, they must be his favorite pair of pants. Because he wears them often. Yeah. It's like the third time they we've seen They don't match with anything, as usual. Just, we love your pants, Tyler. Where did you get them? We need some, somebody tell us what these are. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, this is also the return of Kate wearing plaid. Mm-hmm. For the last two episodes, Kate has not worn any plaid. No plaid. It's just been... Dresses and sweatshirts. Yeah, and not that we don't... It's been three episodes. Not that we don't... No, it's two. Appreciate Kate in other outfits. But we just... We like plaid. Plaid is like the lesbian flag. Yeah. Is made of plaid. So... And is this... We have to ask, is this a costume choice? Was this like... Kate's coming back to plaid? Because she knows for sure what she is now, or what's the deal? I don't know. Anyway, they're filming. Sorry. And it's Oliver and Emmeline in full alien blue face, blue wig, silver clothed garbs having an argument. They're arguing as they're they're reading from the script, but they're arguing about something else. Yeah, they're they're having a an uh, they're having a conversation. Or at least Emmeline is. I don't know if Tyler or Tyler, if Oliver really, like, realizes it. But Emmeline's definitely, like, 
feeling it. Mm-hmm. It's hitting close to home, and then she just loses it after after Luke says cut. And she basically just accuses Oliver of he's going to leave her um, for New York before she graduates, and he's going to leave her in the town, and she just she runs away. Yeah. And he he accuses her of not being professional mm-hmm. and all this, and he refuses to actually have the conversation with her. Yeah. Of, like, he for some reason, Oliver has said he wants to leave immediately, but won't talk to Emmeline about why, about why he doesn't care that... That he's going to be leaving her at all. Like, he yeah. he's acting like she shouldn't be affected mm-hmm. by this. But then he runs after her. Calls her pookie. Yeah. So what's that about? I don't... They have their dynamic complicated is just... Complicated relationship. Oh. Oh, and then, and then we see... Just... <laughs> so we find out in this scene um, what Luke did this morning. And he goes up to Kate. He's basically just like, hey, what are you doing? Tonight, and she was like, nothing, I'm just gonna go home. You know, yeah. just be Kate. And <laughs> it was like, actually, you're gonna go see Tori Amos with me live in, uh, in concert. In Portland. And Kate just loses her mind, and I think that this is, like, the happiest we've seen her yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the series, in Absolutely. the season so far. Absolutely. Because, like, it's so many feelings that she has in this moment, you know? It's just like, one, it's Tori Amos, you know, Ooh. who's like her favorite, just artist, artist ever. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's the fact that somebody else did this for her. Mm-hmm. You know, even even though we know that Luke has his own feelings and stuff going on, but like Luke bought those tickets for her. He did this. He had this grand gesture in his mind, and she just can't believe somebody that, would do this. Yeah, that anybody yeah. would do that for her. And she's gonna get to go see this person. She geeked out about in the, in the first, first episode. episode. <laughs> yeah, nobody's done this anything like this for her. Uh, it's a surprise, and it's it's their friendship too. Like this is their this is what Luke does. He doesn't. She doesn't realize that he's doing this for other with yeah. other intentions. She's just like, I have a friend, and I actually have an amazing friend. Yeah. He did this thing for me that's so cool. I can't believe this. Uh, and this is where we see, I think, Kate being really naive about what this is. Yeah. Because she seems like she's never had friends, and this is a big gesture. She just doesn't think it's a big deal. But Kate, honey, he really likes you. <laughs> he is asking you on a date. It's a date date. Yeah. Oh, but this, this is the other thing is, like, it's in Portland and they're like an hour uh, away or something. And so she's just like, well, but how are we going to get there? And then, uh, <laughs> turns out, um, Luke has this plan that they're going to drive to Portland and they're in both his, underage. In their in, crappy prop. Oh, their prop car for the movie that's all decked out like an alien spaceship. Yeah. And it's just, it's hilarious. It's his dad's old car. Nobody's driven it in like seven years. Aside from this day. Yeah. And Kate is such an adorable being. She only has a learner's permit, we find out. And she's freaked out that they're going to get pulled over. I don't know how they didn't drive it around in a car that's looking like that. Yeah, I know. How did you and not she, get pulled over? If you drove that type of thing now, you would get pulled over yeah, so fast. Yeah, and Kate looks like a child. Yeah. Like, she's she looks so like she's young. 
<laughs> I don't get how they didn't get pulled over. I don't... I understand why Kate's freaking out. I entirely do. And you get the sense that she's never done anything. Just like her, Just like dad. her dad. She's never done anything <laughs> <Yeah>. bad. <laughs> And Lucas, like, it's... Being a bad influence. Be fine. And Sherry did the same thing for Ken yeah. with the weed. It, Luke and Sherry are just like, let's just have fun, guys. Yes. You don't need to worry about the consequences. Just live for the moment. <laughs> oh. Kate's worried they're gonna die. And, and then, oh, they have this conversation about Luke's dad. Mm-hmm. He tells her about watching the videotapes. Yeah, because he hasn't told anybody that he's doing that yet. Uh-huh. So this is actually Luke also opening up to Kate mm-hmm. about something very personal to him. And this leads into one of our one of my favorite moments that that they that, that Kate and Luke share is first of all they both open up. They're both opening up to each other and she doesn't think anything of it because she, they're friends. And I think he thinks more of it because he actually cares about her. He likes her. Uh, And then to move on from that conversation, he's like, I'm going to put music on. Mm -hmm. And he's memorized the words to Tori Amos' Cornflake Girl. He's been listening to Tori Amos. And Kate's like, since when are you a fan of my favorite musician? And they just both start singing in the car along to this song. And I just... I'm a big fan of singing in the car with your friends. Like, it's just... It's a blast. And, like, we see it a couple more times in the in the show where that's just a big mood. Yeah. You know, like, there's just a whole lot of situations where there's a lot of singing going on in a vehicle. And I just really like that moment with them because, like, Kate's like, oh, you learned a song... You're taking me to this concert. <laughs> yeah. And, like, look at us having a great time, by the way. Like, on this road trip. On this road trip. It's very illegal. Singing in the car, having a great time. They both look so cute. Yeah. And, like, nothing could possibly go wrong tonight. But it does. It does. It goes so, so wrong. hard. But in this moment, they're just two kids riding around, singing along to a song, having a great time. And then they go, they get to the venue, Mm -hmm. and we notice this right away, because we're, I guess... Adults, then. We're two adults who have driven... we know the rules. Yeah, but I guess Kate has no idea, Luke doesn't say anything, but they park right next to a big... There's a huge sign that says no parking at any time. And not only did they park there, but, like, it's extremely obvious because their car. Like, maybe if it was just, like, a a more normal-looking vehicle, like, they might not have, you know, like... But there's... So there's no parking sign. And, like, I feel like they looked at it. Like, they had to see it. It looks like it, yeah. But they just didn't care. They're there for the concert. Yeah. They can deal with that later. And Kate's having this moment, like, I've never been... To the city without my dad? Or without another adult present? And then here's Luke, who's like, he's alone often. Yeah. You know, so, like, I don't feel like Kate's ever really gotten that independence, like, feeling before, you know, where she's just like, I'm here on my own. Yeah. Look at me being a little adult. Yeah. And then Luke is just like, yeah, I mean, like, that's normal. Yeah, I'm Luke always, is not faced yeah. at all. No. And he's excited to go on this, what he thinks is going to be a date. Mm-hmm. And... 
It's oh, we find out it's an all ages show, which, which is, is just a huge relief. Yeah, because we were worried. They I were... was really worried the first time around that they weren't let them in. Yeah, because <laughs> they're both not just under the age of twenty one, under the age of eighteen. Yeah, but they go in, they get into this Tori Amos thing. All there's all these like adults smoking and drinking, and it's there's a bar. There's leather like, jackets and nose piercings and colored hair. It's full on nineties again. And they they go and find their seats for the show to start. There's a moment they share right before the yeah. show starts where Kate's again just well, really Luke great. At first is just like oh, I'm really sorry like he's upset that they're so far away from the stage because he thinks that, that he thinks that, that is like important at all. Yeah. Which like if you're a fan of live music, like I never it care really where doesn't I matter. sit. Like it's just, I'm in I'm there. Yeah. And I think that that's what Kate Kate's just like, what are you talking about? This is, you did this for me. Nobody's ever Nobody's done this. Nobody's ever yeah, like that just you know, and then Oh, and she he says he did it for them. For both of them. Mm-hmm. And she slick squeezes his leg. Yeah. And for her, it's just an innocent gesture. But I... Like, she's really just trying to convey her appreciation for this thing that he did for her, but he just... He clearly takes it to heart. Yeah. You get the sense even more that this evening out means so much more to him than it does to her for their relationship. Yeah. She's just there having a great time. And then the concert starts. Concert starts. <laughs> and uh, it starts and we flash forward to a song later on in in the, in the concert. The concert's been going on. Actually, I think it's the last song that she plays. Mm-hmm. And they're flashing between this song, which is... This is... Is this the music moment of the episode? I think so. Oh, no. Our music moment of the episode. Sorry, guys. Mine was oh, Corn Carol. When they're singing in Mine the is this one. I, I this like... is the heart of the episode. Oh, okay. That's why we yeah. decided. Okay. So, Cornflake Girl is the music moment of the episode. And the heart of the episode is... Is... Is this. Mm-hmm. It's the scene... It's between... not the song, it's just everything that's going on in yeah. this scene. So, what's going on, not here, at the same time, is, is Ken and Sherry are mm-hmm. in the pool. And having their, their beautiful connection. Yeah, they're just having a good time swimming and enjoying each other. And while that's happening, we see Kate at the concert listening to Silent All These Years by Tori Amos. And she looks across the way and she sees this... Lesbian couple Mm -hmm. just dancing with each other, holding hands. It's such a simple thing. I think that if you weren't... I think we relate to this so much. Oh, so much. We get exactly what's happening. and I literally just went to a concert like three days ago and had a very similar reaction to some things that I saw at this concert that she's having right now. Yeah. Uh, I went to a concert and... There was a kiss cam, and the kiss cam... I've never been to an event where there was a kiss cam that was inclusive of, you know, like, the LGBTQ community. Yeah. And this kiss cam was almost exclusively for gay couples. Like, it was... It was just... 
And, it, and that's the concert opening. Like, I mean, like, the main... Like, it wasn't the opener, but it was, like, the main artist. Like, who we were there to see... Did that. That was the first thing she came on stage with, was that kiss cam. Amazing. And, oh, I cried. I cried. <laughs> like, a little baby. Yeah. Because I was just like... Like, you know, Kate's feeling it right now. Like, she's never been in a situation where she's seen it in a in a light where it's okay. Yeah, where, you know, she's, where seeing she's seeing it and it's not herself, like yeah. who she is reflected in these people. Yeah. And Peyton Kennedy goes through so much <laughs> on her face. It's like I can't explain to you how much I related to Peyton Kennedy's face in this scene. You killed it, girl. You killed it. Because there's curiosity mm-hmm. at first. She sees these girls and she's like, that's interesting. They're holding Because I don't think she realizes that at first. She's like, you know, it takes her a minute to really realize, oh, hey, they're gay. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, they're, this is happening. Yeah. They're going to kiss. And then, what? And then it goes from curiosity to interest to just pure, just like, amazement that I don't even know her what that, is, I don't even know what that emotion is that she's feeling. Like, I know what she's feeling, but I don't know how to put it in words. She is f- <laughs> that's a great <laughs> screenshot. I pause the can. I pause. We're watching this episode. And I pause it, and it's just Ken bouncing out of the water. <laughs> Very that's majestic. the cut scene. But Kate, Kate, Kate's looking at this couple, and her face goes to from curious to, oh, holy crap! They're together and they're kissing, and her face says, "This is who I mm-hmm. I am." Yeah, I feel like in that moment, we really see her fully accept it. You know, like, we hear her say it, and we see some things that make us believe that she knows, but, like, I feel like this is the first time where we see Kate just really be just okay with who she is. Yeah. And who she's gonna turn into. She's, and she feels like, she says it later on, she feels like it's gonna be okay. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you guys... How important representation is because without representation like that, you really don't. Like the the entire world is telling you Mm -hmm. that you're wrong. The entire world is saying that men and women belong together. And at least for me, this is my experience growing up: is that I was surrounded Mm -hmm. by people saying that it was wrong the way I felt, and that I shouldn't feel that way. And Kate is terrified. That she's wrong. Mm-hmm. That she shouldn't feel that way. And, and scared that the world's going to be treating her that way. But she goes to this concert and she sees these girls. And not only does she accept who she is in this moment. I think she's realizing that it's that the world might be okay with it one day. Yeah. Like, if those two women can be okay with who they are in a setting where there are a lot of other people around, I think that gives her a lot of hope for her future. Yeah, and she just looks so relieved. Yeah. She looks so relieved. The concert's over. Luke is, like, still giving her googly eyes, and she's busy going through this revelation. Yeah. Well, and then we immediately see her attitude change towards Luke. Oh, like, yeah. At the end of the concert, he looks at her and he's like, 
you know, his face just says, like, this was amazing, right? And she's just like, yeah, and then she just completely just yeah. goes back to just being at the concert. She doesn't want anything to do with him in that minute. She's, yeah, and he... And then now she's just being very cold towards him because she just had this huge revelation about herself. And now I think she's starting to understand what Luke's intentions were. Because and, he says yeah. it was the best date ever. Then Kate panics. Yeah. She's messing her panic. Yeah, she's like, except this wasn't a date date. Yeah. She's finally like... She needs to make boundaries. it clear to him that it's not real for her. That she doesn't have those feelings for him. And that she can't. She yeah. won't. Because I think that Luke thinks that maybe if they just pretend long enough that she'll like learn to have feelings for him. Or like he'll grow on her or something. But she's just right squashing that right now, which is just the best way to go about that type of situation. I think yeah. if you ever find yourself in one, the best way to just knock it off. Just be honest. Yeah. Just call them out. And she does. She says, like, no. And she actually says, I think we need to break up. Yeah. Because according to the rest of the world, they're, or the rest of the high, boring high school world, <laughs> anyway, they're still an item. And Kate is, I think she's realizing that that this fake relationship is something that Luke is taking way too seriously. Yeah, well, and it's not fair, right? Like, it's yeah. not fair to Luke. It's not fair to Kate. It's, it's not, not fair, fair to, to anybody. Because yeah. they're lying to everybody. Yeah. And it's not fair. It's just, it's not fair. Yeah, and this is the beginning of an argument yep. between... The first argument between Luke and Kate. Mm -hmm. And it's really the first time that we see Kate, like, upset. Mm -hmm. And standing up for herself yeah. and saying, you don't understand me. We're and not she's a couple. Just so, We're not ever going to be. Yeah, and she's just so just, like, raw in that moment. Like, she's just upset and she just, she's just mad. She's mad that, that this is happening and, because she's had such a great time at the concert. Yeah. And she has to explain this to him. She's mad that she has to explain, we are not a thing and you and you haven't been listening to me. She's. I think this is where Kate is like. You haven't heard a single mm -hmm. thing I've said, Luke. In this entire friendship, you know, like every single conversation that we've had, you've just not heard it. Which is fair. Like Luke has kind of heard her, but been ignoring it. Yeah. Because he wanted what he wanted, which is. Not, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with what Luke did, per se. Because sometimes you just have to know what you want and go after it. And that's what Luke has always done. He's known what he wanted and gone after it. But he's never been told no. Yeah. It seems like Luke's never been rejected. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> and Kate is, like, not holding back at all. And then they go out to... <laughs> So they go to the car, which was in the no parking mm -hmm. zone. And guess what, guys? Car got towed. Car got towed. So they have to go call Ken. They have to go page Ken, they which we talked about They have to interrupt his makeout session with Sherry. He's about to get busy for the first time in like 10 years. Mm -hmm. Well, no, since the summer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but with somebody who actually likes him. Yeah. And he gets a page from his daughter because she's stuck in Portland with the guy that she just broke up with. Mm -hmm. And now she has to 
This is the worst part. She's mad because she has to explain why she wanted to break up yeah. with him. When it's something that she's been saying this whole time. She's mad that she had to break up with him at all. Mm-hmm. I think. Luke is just hurt. So they're waiting by the payphone. And Kate gets it. She gets that, like... She gets that he's mad, I think. So she's explaining, even though she doesn't want to. Yeah. I think that she knows that she needs to... I know that she feels like it's unnecessary, but, like, I think that she knows that she just hurt his feelings. Mm -hmm. And Kate being the just beautiful little, kind little sunshine person that we have all just seen. Yeah. Like, she just... (laughs) She feels bad about hurting his feelings, and so she needs to explain to him what exactly she's feeling. And so... Yeah. She goes on to say that... You know, her whole life she's been the freak and she's never been included and, you know, everybody's always thought she was really weird. And her, and she's been treated like the person who, her mom died, Mm -hmm. so we don't know how to talk to her. Yeah. And Luke's her first friend. And then she says that, you know, at the concert tonight she saw, she saw the couple and like the people that, you know, were at the concert and she just, she saw a glimpse, I think, of what her future could hold, you know, where... She's okay, and she's not a freak, and she can be happy. Yeah, and and that sparks Luke, because he feels like he's never held it against her who she is. He's just like, I don't care who you are. But Kate has to say, I do care who I am. Like, you don't understand. You like this version of me that you think I am. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, where somebody makes somebody sees you differently than who, how you actually are. This just goes back to right in the beginning in the yeah. first episode where you're out of focus. Mm-hmm. Luke says to Kate, you're out of focus, talking about the camera. And she says, I, I know I'm working on that. And she worked on it, and here she is, and she's in focus now. She knows who she is. She gets it. And she's trying to get him to see that. Yeah. And he, he's like, oh, what? So now you're going to tell the whole school you're mm-hmm. a lesbian and you think they're going to just be fine with that? And Kate's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, it's for me to know. Yeah, it's, it's, no, not, it's not for anybody else. And But Luke is still trying to argue that this date was, like, not, was great. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get why they can't just keep dating. Why they can't keep hanging out mm-hmm. and having a great time. I think he doesn't. Which they can. It's just under different context. Yeah, he doesn't get how it's not. Like they can be friends and they can hang out and they have great they can have great times, but Kate can't let it continue with him thinking that it's a date or mm-hmm. you know, he can't keep putting her in this box of being his girlfriend any longer. Yeah. Because both of their feelings are changing very drastically. Mm-hmm. You know, he's falling in love with her and she's becoming who she is, and so neither of them can continue this path that they've been on. Yeah, I think she's realizing she never had feelings for him that way. Yeah. He asks her why she's doing this to him, because he doesn't understand how he feels mm-hmm. this way, how how for him it's something so different than it is for her. Yep. Which I relate to a lot. Same. Me and Bailey have had many relationships with straight women, mm-hmm. or like had many crushes on women who were not interested in us. Uh, and guys too. I've had I've had relationships. I've had relationships with with guys where it's pretty much that exact same scenario where you know there's a guy and he has feelings for you and like you're really like close to him, you know, and like he's a really good friend, and so you're just like, well, okay, maybe. 
You know, because, like, sexuality yeah. for me is fluid. I'm not going to call myself, like, bisexual, but I do believe that, like, you can be attracted to whoever you want to be attracted to. And I was attracted to this person, and so we dated for a little bit, but then it just, it became a whole other thing for him than it was for me. And it was pretty much almost this exact situation, and we had to have a conversation just like this, where I was just, hey, man, just out of fairness and, you know, my feet, like, how our relationship I don't think that we should do this anymore. Yeah. So you've had both sides. Yeah, I've had both. Yeah, I have a relationship with a straight man who fell in love with me. And I just, I realized, you know, like in that moment that I was just like, oh, I'm really sorry. Oh, this, <laughs> this is bad. I'm really <laughs> oh, no. sorry. And I didn't realize it until then that I was just like, I can never have these feelings for you. Like, I didn't know. And I felt terrible about it. And that ended our whole friendship, which was just a whole whole thing. Yeah. But then, yeah, I mean, I've dated, I've pretty much exclusively dated straight women. <laughs> and I've chased, not chased, but I've only ever been interested in straight women for some reason. And it's just... Although a, she is married now. I am married I now. We know what it's like to, to, we know what it's like to be Luke. Yeah. And Kate. Where, where you're Luke and you don't, it's you don't so understand. much more to you. Yeah. Like, you don't understand how your straight friend doesn't isn't attracted yeah. to you you don't understand how you're feeling things that they're mm-hmm. not and that's what luke is going through where he's like i don't understand how you don't see that we could work and yeah. she's like it's not about you you have an idea of me yeah i've been saying this whole time i'm not interested in you that way she straight up calls him out yep she's like you like you're only using me because you don't like your your life. Mm-hmm. You need somebody else to create your happiness for you, and you need to put on this show for everybody else in order for you to be happy. And she's like, I'm not here for it. Yeah. That's not who I'm going to be for you. And she tells him to leave her alone. Yeah. And, and I am so here for angry Kate. Like, I am so yeah. proud of her for just finally standing up for herself. And saying how she and feels. And saying how she feels. Even though, like, Luke is a really great friend for her and, like, she did have a really good time, she needed to have this conversation with him, but also with herself. You know, like, she needed to say it out loud, finally. Mm-hmm. You know, that this is how she feels and she's fine with it. And, yeah, and right after this argument, <laughs> we hear the- She says, leave me alone. There's a horn honk outside. And then immediately she's like, that's my dad. Let's go. It's so... It's just, just such a reminder that they're having the most adult conversation. Mm-hmm. But they're but, still just very small children. Yeah. And then Ken, they go out to the car and they're both... They don't want to tell Ken what's happening. Right. And Ken's like, you guys had it. But it's obvious Good that time. he had no idea where they were. <laughs> yeah. Nobody told anybody that they were going to Portland. They but just like, snuck out. They just, they stole a car and they, they took off. And I think that this is the scene where we see, um, you know, Sherry's parenting style reflect in Ken's um, a little bit. Because, you know, with what we've learned of Ken's parenting style, he says he's a disciplinarian. Yeah. He says that, oh, well, if my kid ever did anything like that, she'd be grounded for a, a long while. But here, you know, they've done something that I think... It's just bad. bad. Yeah. They like, had I really no idea where his daughter time. was. No, and then, like, nobody knew where they were. They drove themselves. Like, there's just a whole lot of bad going on. It's late. They could have been any... Anything could have happened to these And kids. they get in the car, and Ken's just, like, super okay with it. You know? Like, I'm sure he wants to be upset, but he himself just did something also bad. 
And he he also he has no idea how to read the room because they they're just, just very obviously upset. They're upset and they're not talking to each other. He asks if they had a good time and they're like, fine. And he's just oblivious because he's in a great mood. Yeah. He just had a wonderful night. He just had a great night and he's like, I was your age once. And there's a lot I wish I had done that I never did. And and then Kate asks him about the smell in the car. <laughs> and he panics. And he's like, I hit a skunk. But it's, I like, he, he doesn't know how to explain that he was smoking weed earlier <laughs> to his dog. How do you do that? At least like, he came up with, I hit a skunk, instead of just saying, like, I don't, I don't know what else he would have said in that in that moment. Yeah, and I also don't know how did how do these teenagers not know what weed smells like? They're good children. Kate and Luke. just all they hey they steal cars and that's it. That's, that's as far it, as it that's, goes for them. They didn't even steal the car. That was his dad's abandoned junk they car. They drove unlicensed. That's and then like true. what happened to the car? I don't think they, they go back for it. I know, but <laughs> it's, that's it. That's it for the car. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's the end of the episode. That's it, guys. That's it. Uh, Ken hit a skunk, quote-unquote, and Kate and Luke are mad at each other. What's going to happen next for for Ken and Sherry? For Luke and, and Kate? Yeah. That was really the only people in this episode. That's it. And the movie. Well, Oliver and oh, Emmeline yeah. is... Yeah, what's, what's going to happen? Are Oliver and Emmeline going to be okay? Are they going to break up? Kate and Luke are broken up now. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for them? Do we see another date from Ken and Cherry? Yeah, that's it. That's all we got for you folks. <laughs> Stay tuned in till next week. We have episode seven coming up. Good night. Good morning. Good evening. Wherever you're listening from. Thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs>